The Thieves' Guild by Jake Kerr. Episode 55. Blood on the Bridge. As much as Raylan hated Karch, he didn't want to see anyone die, so he pushed his horse to the edge of its speed and endurance. He wasn't sure how he could stop Karch, but if he could just warn him, it would be something. As he sped down the road, Raylan again marvelled at how smooth and well-maintained it was. It was paved with large flat stones and was wide enough for two wagons to pass each other without having to enter the dirt. He couldn't imagine the labour it took to create it, as it extended from Ness, presumably all the way to Gotland. The plains went from scrubby grass to the greener grass that was typical near the river, and to his right and left, Raylan could see small forests or copses of trees. Raylan continued to squint into the distance to find evidence of Karsh and his guards, but there was no dust from the stone road, and as flat as the terrain was, he could see nothing. After a few hours, what looked like a stone outcropping in the distance slowly turned into a building, and the building finally revealed itself as a huge castle. It stood in the midst of the plains, with a small forest of trees to the north. The road led straight to it. Raylan despaired that he'd be able to catch Karch before he faced the dangerous outlanders. Patting his horse on its neck, Raylan soothed the poor beast. Just a little longer. He was perhaps thirty minutes away when movement caught his eye. It was far, so he couldn't see details, but it had to be Karch. I've caught him, Raylan thought. The movement was between Raylan and the castle, but Raylan was catching up fast. Remembering the words of the rangers, Raylan kept glancing all around, looking for a force that might ambush Karch or Raylan himself. The plains looked clear. His one concern was the forested area, which provided enough cover that guards or knights could easily have been hiding there, waiting for Karch to get closer. Raylan was minutes from intercepting Karch when the deputy guildmaster reached a bridge that crossed a wide barrier of water around the castle. Raylan watched as Karch waited at the end of the bridge as he sent his men forward. They did not unsheathe their weapons, but moved forward slowly. Raylan had hoped that the fact that they had not taken an offensive position would save them, but to his horror he watched as every single guard slumped back in his saddle and then slid off his horse to the bridge. Karch did not move, and just as it looked like he was going to turn and flee, his horse collapsed underneath him. Arrows, Raylan thought. Who needs an ambush when you have bowmen manning the castle ramparts? Raylan spurred his horse forward, but could only watch as heavily armoured knights marched out of the castle. A few stopped and dragged the bodies of Karch's escort toward the castle, while another group grabbed the horses. Two guards unsheathed their swords and walked toward Karch and his horse, which lay on the ground dead. It was at that point that Raylan was close enough that he thought he might be able to save Karch. All he had to do was grab Karch, help him onto his own horse, and the two of them could flee. Of course, the bowman could easily cut him and Karch down, but two things made him think that he could succeed. He was wearing black, 
and the Outlanders clearly wanted Karch alive. Karch was scrambling to his feet and backing up when Raylan reached him. The guards looked up at Raylan, and in his one glance at their faces, Raylan could see utter shock, as if they had seen a ghost. Karch, take my hand! The shock on the Outlander guards' faces was repeated on Karch's face, but he was not a fool and grabbed Raylan's hand. He pulled himself onto Raylan's horse just as the guards realized what was happening. They rushed forward and barely missed getting a hold of Raylan as he spurred his horse back down the road. Into Raylan's ear, Karch said, his voice firm and seemingly unfazed from his brush with death. I have no idea why you are here, Raylan, but I appreciate you sacrificing yourself so that I could get away. Before Raylan could act, Karch grabbed him by his cloak and yanked him to the left. Raylan reached for something to hold on to, but it was too late. He fell sideways off the galloping horse. He landed hard on the stone road, with the rolling of his momentum slamming his head against the stone again and again. Raylan stopped rolling with his body facing away from the Outlander castle. In the distance, the blue cloak of Karch fluttered behind him as he galloped away to safety. Rolling to his knees, Raylan felt a headache storming in while the rest of his body ached. Thankfully, he didn't seem to be badly injured. He looked back toward the castle to have his view blocked by two women. The women grabbed him and spun him around. I'm the Guildmaster Thief, Raylan said, hoping it would save him. We know who you are. One of the guards said as she tied Raylan's hands behind his back. With a shove, they marched Raylan toward the castle. Well, I'm following in Pietro's footsteps in entering Goutland, he thought. With a grim smile, Raylan couldn't help but add, although I don't think he ever entered as a prisoner. The guards kept Raylan under close supervision as they escorted him deeper into Goutland. They refused to say a single word as he asked questions, so Raylan focused on examining his new surroundings. There was something different and disturbing about it. As he passed buildings and the various people who glanced at him, he couldn't quite put a finger on it. It turned out that Goutland wasn't a castle at all. It was a city, a city that looked like a smaller version of Ness. There was no river and everything seemed a bit older and less vibrant than even in the flats but the wall surrounded the whole city, and within its embrace were buildings that would have been familiar to anyone in Ness, taverns, clothing shops, and cobblestone roads. It suddenly hit Raylan that Goutland looked a lot like the old quarter. Even the people would have looked at home, in Ness, families, men, women, children. They all walked around with the same kind of rhythm that you would find in the lower triangle. A young man around Raylan's age ran up to the guards escorting him. The Crown would like to see the Guildmaster immediately. I expected as much, the guard to Raylan's right said. Tell him we will be there shortly. The messenger nodded and ran off. Five minutes later, they approached a large stone building that was three stories high. Unlike Ness, Gautland had no towers, and the building was bigger and taller than everything other than the wall that surrounded the city, which was even higher than Ness's wall. Broad stone steps led up to double doors that were open. The architecture was utilitarian and plain. The guards walked him up, receiving nothing but nods as they passed sentries and guards. 
They were stopped on the second floor by a middle-aged man in what would be considered formal wear in Ness, tightly woven pants and shirt. He had pale skin and straight blonde hair that would have been considered unfashionably long in Ness. Unbind his hands, the man said. He spoke with the authority of someone who was used to having his commands followed. The guards quickly untied his hands. Raylan stretched his arms and rubbed his wrists. He had a slight headache from his fall off the horse and he was sore all over, but he didn't feel bad considering the circumstances. The man in the formal clothing held out his hand. It has been over a year since we've been blessed with the presence of the Guildmaster Thief. Raylan took his hand and shook it. My name is Raylan. Bowing his head, Raylan added, And you are? Well met, Guildmaster. I apologize for not introducing myself. I am Joseph, Lord Wilhelm II. Turning to the guards, Josef barked. What are you two still doing here? You are dismissed. The two turned and left as Joseph returned his attention to Raylan. Come, the Crown wishes to meet with you. Joseph placed his hand on Raylan's shoulder and led him up the steps. As they walked, Joseph chattered non-stop. So, old Pietro has died? Yes, about a week ago. Only a week ago, and you visit us so soon. We are honoured. Before Raylan could say more, Joseph asked about the other guilds, taking care not to touch upon politics but to ask only for basic news. He appeared to know all the guildmasters of Ness by name and had a grounding on how the city was run. The more he talked, the more shocked Raylan was. How could the outlanders know so much about what was happening in Ness? Did they have a spy? And why didn't the guildmasters in Ness know more about the outlanders? Joseph moved on to describe the building they were in, which he called the The Seat, and its importance as the seat of the crown that ruled the plains. Presumably the outlanders ruled all of the lands from Ness to the sea far to the west. Clearly assuming Raylan knew all the details of the geography, Joseph would correct himself and say things like, Of course we don't technically rule over the desert, but that land has never been claimed, and our stake has never been questioned. Raylan just nodded and took note of one more detail that he didn't understand. There was a desert and a sea. There was a large tapestry along a long hallway, and Raylan stopped to look at it. That looks like Ness. He took a few steps closer. Yes, that is the Great River, and that is the Thieves' Tower. But there is no wall, and there are no buildings north of the river. Nodding, Joseph replied, Yes, that is Ness before the wall was built and the city shut down trade. We were close friends then. Raylan was going to ask about what Joseph meant, but the second added, But you can enjoy our art later. We are expected by the crown. Raylan nodded and followed Joseph as he continued down the hall. The hall opened not to a huge throne room or a guildmaster-type office, but rather to a small receiving room with a throne on a dais and chairs facing it. It looked like the place where the leaders of the city would meet and discuss issues before the crown. Sitting on the throne was an old man. He wasn't as ancient as Pietro, but his white hair and wrinkles made it clear he had quite a few years behind him. Like Joseph, he had pale skin with piercing blue eyes and a thin mouth which was open in an attempt at a smile. He didn't appear cruel so much as humorless. Lord Wilhelm, I present you the new guildmaster thief. 
Joseph, back to the side, as Wilhelm remained seated. Raylan stood still. So, young man, Pietro has finally left this world. His smile disappeared. It is a sad day. Wilhelm didn't look sad. Yes, I was named the Guildmaster Thief a few days ago. Raylan felt nervous. He was not prepared to meet with the leader of the Outlanders. What if he said something wrong? How much should he reveal? It appeared that the Outlanders knew a great deal, but what if that was only true on the surface? He decided to answer as succinctly as possible. Days. Wilhelm shook his head. Mere days and you come visit us here at Gotland. I am honoured. Raylan had always been taught to fear and hate the Outlanders, but facing Wilhelm presented him with a different kind of fear. The fear of being the victim of cunning that was honed over decades of conflict. In the face of so much that he didn't know, Raylan stuck to the truth. I'm afraid I did not come here for a visit, Lord Wilhelm. I was in pursuit of one of our citizens. Raylan considered explaining more, but decided to provide the bare minimum of information. Ah, the deputy guildmaster of the merchants. I believe he got my message. Wilhelm laughed. You didn't kill him. Of course not. I am not foolish. Wilhelm leaned forward, and for the first time, Raylan got the sense that Wilhelm was going to speak from the heart. Let me give you some advice. The unknown is much more powerful than violence. Wilhelm sat up straight again. Pietro was masterful at that. What can you tell me of my predecessor? I confess that I do not know his business with your impressive city. Laughing, Wilhelm replied, Calling our modest outpost impressive. You speak like him. Do you know that? Wilhelm scratched his chin. So our business? Well, here is the sum total of our business. He would occasionally visit and tell me that for reasons he cared not to explain, he would like our raids to cease for a time. And you complied with his request? I did. Do you mind telling me why? Braylon was unsure of how far to push Wilhelm. Part of him was certain that Wilhelm was toying with Raylan by treating him as an equal, although he didn't see him as such, and part of him felt that Wilhelm was gauging Raylan as Pietro's replacement. As a result, Raylan was unsure how to handle his own curiosity and Wilhelm's current pleasant demeanour. Wilhelm stared at Raylan with such intensity that Raylan looked down at his feet. You are young. Raylan looked up and nodded. Then let me give you some help as you navigate your innocence. It will lead to the answer of your question. So ask me this question. Lord Wilhelm, why do you raid my fair city of Ness? Go ahead, ask me. Lord Wilhelm, why do you raid my fair city of Ness? Raylan felt embarrassed being led like a child, but he didn't want to upset Wilhelm because to the west is desert, and to the north, east, and south, the plains are barren. The field near the river are fertile, yet as unreliable as the rains. In short, Guildmaster, we raid Ness, because if we did not, we would starve. Raylan was stunned. He knew with absolute certainty that Wilhelm was not twisting the truth. The rangers had said something about the outlanders raiding their stores and wanting Ness's fields, but Raylan didn't realise that it was as fundamental as a matter of life or death. Almost in a whisper, Raylan replied, But why don't you trade with Ness? We have large fields and a surplus. The silo district is huge and never empty. And now we have come full circle. Ness has not traded with her neighbours in centuries. You ask me why I help Pietro. 
It's because he said he would open the trade routes again, and I believed him. So when he asked for my help, I granted it. Wilhelm stood up and walked down the steps of his dais. He stopped directly in front of Raylan. What is your name again, young guildmaster? Raylan. Raylan did his best to speak with authority. Guildmaster Raylan, it appears Pietro did not pass along his plans for opening trade with Gutland. Wilhelm leaned forward, his nose nearly touching Raylan's. Do you think he lied to me? Never! Raylan could not read Wilhelm's face. He didn't know if Wilhelm actually believed Pietro had lied, but the question was undoubtedly a challenge. Standing tall, Raylan continued. In fact, I will promise you on the seal of my guild that I will continue Pietro's efforts to open trade with our neighbours. Wilhelm stepped back. I'm not sure you quite understand the scope of your promise, but I believe your sincerity in making it. Wilhelm turned and spoke as he climbed his dais. Return when you learn more of your challenge. I trusted Pietro, and I believe he has set the pieces in place, even if you don't know what those pieces are. Wilhelm sat down on his throne. But you have not earned my trust. So when you return next, I would like to hear details of your plans. That is a fair request, Raylan replied. You are young, but there is a wisdom about you. I will provide you with a horse and supplies. Keep the steed as a symbol of my goodwill. Wilhelm waved a hand. You may go. Raylan stood still, which caused Wilhelm to raise an eyebrow. I have a request. You do? I offer you a horse and my goodwill, and you have a request? This I must hear. Wilhelm didn't sound offended, but he definitely didn't sound happy either. I request that you cease raiding Ness for as long as you can. Wilhelm's brows furrowed, and he clenched a fist. Before he could say anything, however, Raylan held up his palm and continued. I ask because it will provide me with the same kind of authority that Pietro had. The Rangers had a high degree of trust in him due to the peace his visits inevitably brought. I can only imagine that there are other benefits within Ness among the Knights and perhaps the Harvest Guild. Raylan bowed his head. It is but a request. Nodding his head, Wilhelm replied. You are a worthy heir to Pietro, young Raylan. I will grant your request. Tell all of Ness that you brought peace, and when you do, you will bring me trade. Not wanting to push it any further, Raylan bowed and left. Joseph escorted him to the front gate, and it was on the way there when it suddenly hit Raylan why he found Goutland so odd. There were only pale faces with light brown or blonde hair. Dark skin, light skin, red hair, blonde hair. Ness was a broad mix of every possible look you could imagine. He took the variety for granted, so it surprised him as he looked from face to face and saw nothing but a single look. How strange, Raylan thought. It is as if they took a subset of Ness and created a city for them here on the plains. His horse was waiting for him, and it was magnificent. Nearly eighteen hands high and a dappled brown and white. It held its head and tail high, as if it knew it was better than most horses. Raylan mounted and saluted Joseph. Until I return. Travel safe, Gilmaster. With a kick, the horse took off at a gallop through the gates and across the bridge. Raylan could still see pools of blood on the wooden planks. 